बैंगलोर Aarti is known for creating web comics like Royal Existentials and writing for web comic Urban Lore. Aarti became a part of the feminist art collective called Kadak in March 2016 where she has collaborated to create personal cyberspace Aloe Vera and The Void. Thanks Aarti for giving us your time and it's a real pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome to Audio Gang. Thank you Kedar it's great to be here. Yeah. Uh so yeah our uh, discussion today around will be some insights into web comics uh, and uh, uh yeah I've come up with few questions and let's see how we unravel them as we go along. Um so I'll start off by asking you uh, about some brief history of women in web comics in or in comics in the in general around the world or India whatever's uh, like you have studied more and yeah what's the history of comics around the world okay so comics itself uh they are a medium that started in the late 1800s mhm uh it started with a magazine in uh, the uk called mm. punch okay so they started uh putting these illustrations in sequence okay. with the uh, accompanying bits of text mhm uh and creating narratives and punch was basically a magazine of satire mm-hmm. that did a lot of commentary on political issues mm-hmm. so that's how it started mm-hmm. but uh, in the beginning there were very few women making comics as such uh they were illustrating um cute things like uh, dogs and cats and yeah. they were uh, creating these bits of um they were in advertising mm-hmm. um the qp dolls i don't know if you've seen but they were a big part of uh, advertising lore in the early 1900s okay. in america okay so again like women were involved in things like that it wasn't until the suffragette movement mm-hmm. that took off in uh, america and europe which is basically uh, campaigning for the women's right to vote mm-hmm. that uh, you know we- illustrators and uh, joined the political movement mm. to make uh, women's the women's vote count in politics okay so then um, women started kind of after they got the right to vote women mm. started entering the workforce en masse especially mm-hmm. because men were leaving to fight the war mm-hmm. so suddenly you had in factories in offices and in comics and illustration all these women coming in to occupy you know spaces mm-hmm. that men had vacated mm-hmm. so there's a long history about women in comics actually which was part of some research that i did i gave a talk on it a couple of times in bangalore and in bombay mm-hmm. uh so it's it's a really fascinating story you know how uh, how it evolved and grew over the years mm. and uh women were like slowly entered 
spaces like DC and Marvel and then now you have many women involved in uh, writing, lettering, inking, coloring in in all these spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colleen Duran is very famous. She was part of Sandman. Okay. Uh, she was one of the women involved in setting up Sandman. Uh, and now you have many women graphic novelists, including Alison Bechdel. But yeah, the web comic has really freed up uh, uh, the, the canvas. For yeah, in in a sense that uh, many many women creators have emerged. Mm-hmm. There's a kind of freedom of uh, content. There's mm. no editing. There's an instant feedback loop that is created with the audience. Mm. There are many many themes that would have been considered taboo earlier. Mm. Uh, there's a, for example, there's a comic called Oh Joy Sex Toy, which mm. would have been unthinkable, mm-hmm. you know, of a few decades ago. Mm. The freedom with which it speaks about certain issues and uh, it's it's basically an educational web comic mm-hmm. and it tries to dispel a lot of myths. Okay, and this is what two thousand. Uh, when did it? Uh, like yeah in the oops. 2000s okay post uh, so basically when the medium of web comics opened up now mm. i mean it's there are many famous examples like xkcd is one mm-hmm. which is yeah. really uh which became really huge yeah. yeah so there are many many women who occupied the space right up to right now uh women from uh other spaces which you, minorities of different kinds there's miss marvel kamala mm. khan Mm-hmm. Uh, who's a Pakistani superhero. Mm. So there's been basically a, a loop that was a feedback loop that has been created through web comics, which has addressed issues of representation and identity politics mm. in, and has come back to the mainstream mm-hmm. in this form. Mm. So comics have gone through a fascinating journey mm. and it's really amazing to see the space they're in right now. Mm. The publishing industry has changed uh, ever since Mouse won the Pulitzer Prize. Mm. I think it was in 1991 or 92. Mm -hmm. And that's when, I guess, they got a certain gravitas. Seriousness was attributed to the medium. Mm -hmm. After which you had many biographies coming in, like Persepolis by Maran Satrapi Mm -hmm. or uh, Alison Bechtel's Fun Home Mm -hmm. and... uh, are you my mother? Mm. So, uh, yeah, comics have really evolved and women in comics have really... Mm-hmm. But again, uh, in general, as as far as the history goes, <clears throat> is it uh, really just 200 years, 250 years old? Or uh, has comic been far more before? Uh, so comics as we understand it, okay. yes, about 200 years old, but sequential, yeah, yeah, sequential art has been there for a long time mm-hmm. from, I mean, you could trace it right Caves. back to the cave paintings, yeah. uh, you know, which show a certain sequence of, and the act of hunting mm-hmm. or the act of making a fire, mm-hmm. or there are many things that have been documented, Correct. uh, in a, in cave paintings, even in Patachitra. Mm. or even in in miniature paintings Mm -hmm. uh, of different kinds, even whether you're looking at... uh, Covered storytelling. Yeah, yeah. covered. 
even in some kinds of gond and uh, madhubani painting mm-hmm. there is a certain sequence to a story mm-hmm. that uh, unfolds as you look at it okay. so um and uh, there are many many different kinds of sequential art forms mm-hmm. in india mm-hmm. which don't traditionally fall into the narrative of the traditional comic mm-hmm. as we look at it okay. which is also why i was interested in doing uh, this kind of research so the, the the talk that i give comes from a western understanding of looking at comics mm-hmm. but i try to kind of insert some indian examples along the way mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. so that's that's been part of also uh, my effort mm-hmm. in trying to document uh, indian miniature painting mm-hmm. where i'm really interested in putting together examples of indian sequential art mm-hmm. and looking at how that's actually really unique in itself and we don't need to really look at a western paradigm mm-hmm. when it comes to sequential art mm-hmm. cool uh the next thing which i want to ask you is uh, like you're a filmmaker also right uh, so how did you get into comics i mean this is slightly a personal question but uh, i just want to understand is there a parallel thread uh, or like a underlying current which you observed which is common in both uh, or how did you like how did you venture into comics also right actually i think uh, the people who know me from when i was small mm mm-hmm. I think their question would be how did you get into filmmaking? Okay. Because <laughs> comics were I think a more natural progression though it was on hold for some time. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a crazy collection of comics. Uh, that's all I spent my money on and that's all I did. Okay. I uh, collected I mean everything from Archies to British comics to my brother's GI Joe comics. Mm-hmm. It was and our house my mother used to complain that you can't read uh, when we are eating hmm. it it was that kind of uh, obsession hmm. uh, so that's that's how it started i got and i was always very interested in films mm-hmm. uh, from a very writerly bent of mind initially okay uh, and then it kind of as as i i went to design school mm-hmm. so there i kind of learned how to uh, engage with film as a holistic oops sorry hmm. in a holistic kind of way mm-hmm. so uh, writing editing directing all these things opened out to me and then it uh, then i then i fell in love with it there was there's a point that i can identify where i fell in love with the whole process of filmmaking hmm. and there's a lot of commonalities between comics and filmmaking mm. because when you understand how a narrative works mm. and how to unfold it visually mm. how to use pause how to create a build up mm. how to make a certain emotion or a uh, line land mm-hmm. these things seem to be common across both the mediums okay. of course the actual mechanics of how it works in each medium is different mm. but the principle is the same Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. And has it helped overall uh, in the journey? Yeah, of course, because I uh, I I have collaborated with artists in mm. in comics. Mm. And when when I write a script, it comes from a very, you know, even when I discuss it, 
I'm always saying, oh, so this happens, then we cut to... And then sometimes they'll be like, you mean the next panel? Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, yes, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah, yeah the, I mean, the next question is, uh, like, I've I've been following your work for quite some time. And uh, obviously, the articles, if you read about you and uh, what are published online, uh, I mean, there is some sort of a message which you want to communicate. Uh I don't know whether we should call it like a rebel to like communicate certain things, but uh, like, do you believe that comics uh, or web comics uh, are a means to make yourself heard uh, and what you want to communicate and how impactful, if yes, then how impactful it has been? Right. Uh, Yes. I think, I don't haven't really consciously thought of whether I'm trying to communicate something. Mm. Often I react to whatever is happening around me. And I think that's as an artist, that's what you have to do at all times. Mm-hmm. You have to be very honest about whatever you're engaging with. Mm-hmm. And of course, think through it very carefully mm. and address all different kinds of nuance. Mm-hmm. And then put out as honestly as you can what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, But are there any expectations while putting it out? Apart from just being appreciated or... Um, no, I don't even... I, I actually see the webcomic I used to make, I'm really surprised. Mm-hmm. Because when I would make it, I would be like, this is really niche. Mm. Because, you know, my parents would be like, what is this pretentious way they're speaking? Nobody talks like this. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, yes, that's the idea. Mm -hmm. So they would be, they would tell me, oh, you know, it's tough to understand. Or, I mean, they would enjoy it, but Mm. they would be like, I don't, I don't know who reads this. I would be like, even I don't know who reads this. Mm -hmm. So I was actually quite surprised when it uh, got some... Uh, attention attention yeah i was really i wasn't expecting it i guess my effort would is to kind of try to create some kind of political discourse Mm. okay which is that when when things are happening around you Mm. you have to engage with them you have to say something in some way Mm. i mean there's no pressure there like it's it's a question of whether you're ready whether you're willing to engage with it some people and I really you know I'm conflicted about this Mm -hmm. some people want to say something but they also don't want to affect their mental health in certain ways Mm -hmm. and I understand that dilemma so Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's everyone should do it Mm -hmm. but whoever feels compelled to Mm -hmm. should definitely you know engage in some way Mm -hmm. it's it's uh, very important to create different kinds of political discourse Mm -hmm. Um, there are there are so many people on ground who are doing such important, amazing work. Correct. Fr- sitting in our offices and our studio spaces, mm. if we can contribute in some way, mm. we should. Mm-hmm. And that's generally been the effort in um, at least my ri- comic writing, mm-hmm. which is that we, uh, as if as Kadak, we've made work that uh, addresses different themes of gender sexuality caste class okay so uh, it's important to shake up existing notions about this mm-hmm. about these issues mm-hmm. and there's a lot of that to do especially in a country like india yeah. at and a time current like, times yeah. yeah at a time like this mm. 
where uh, only one kind of discourse seems to be sp- spreading yeah and it's a and the diversity of uh, yeah the diversity of discourse is a little bit in danger right now mm-hmm. and i think as artists and practitioners we have to keep a certain diversity going mm-hmm. otherwise a single voice is never good for art yeah yeah it looks flat yeah Yeah. yeah it's a big it's a big danger mm-hmm. and uh, i i'm really concerned uh, not i mean it's it's all over the world mm-hmm. and people say oh you know it's it's uh, people, phase. it's a phase people say that it's it's just the way things are mm. i don't know i'm not so sure yeah. <laughs> so i've been preparing some questions for orijit sen and the topic i have named is like the art of dissent i mean when you want to speak something uh, at a political level or move things around so on the same lines uh, i want to ask you that did you face any criticism uh, for your work uh, because it has been too uh, open like you have been op- too open about it yeah i mean it ranges a little bit from someone uh, so the this i had also mentioned at the panel mm-hmm. which is once i someone i used to tweet the comic every week mm-hmm. and someone was like why don't you ever criticize the congress mm-hmm. uh why don't you yeah why don't you ever criticize the congress and then i said but i don't criticize the the bjp i'm not naming anybody here mm-hmm. and uh, this is the thing uh, this was one kind of criticism where I I would try to write a comic that was as critical of uh people in America mm. as it is of people here. Yeah. Because I feel the under again here the underlying thing is the same. Correct, correct. There's a certain human attitude mm. that is common across all societies. Mm-hmm. When there's a certain way that power expresses itself, mm. when there's a certain kind of uh uh you know struggle of ego mm-hmm. identity politics mm-hmm. these things are common across yeah. and how privilege plays out in a society mm. uh patriarchy it's it's common across all societies so mm. uh, that's and that i'm quite fascinated with that correct that you know you could have if you stripped it down to a certain kind of dialogue mm. you would find that a certain script has as much resonance in europe as it does here correct correct and it's abstracted to a certain yeah, level yeah, yeah yeah so that would be one thing mm-hmm. and then the other kind of criticism would be why aren't you naming anything directly mm-hmm. you are escaping mm-hmm. and this is something i've heard a lot mm. and i would try to say no i'm not i'm not escaping mm. i i'm really like looking at i'm trying to look at the commonality here mm-hmm. I understand that it's seen as some kind of a cop out mm-hmm. and I fully understand where that's coming from especially now mm. I feel that yes certain things have to be named because the more you abstract people feel that they can get away with anything Correct So it's a bit of a dilemma for me mm. I have uh, put a pause on the comic because of I went through a health issue recently so mm-hmm. I had to put a pause on the comic but coming back to writing right now I think I'm in a position where I would want to address certain things more head on than I used to. Oh, 
nice. I'll be looking forward. In fact, a lot of people would be looking forward for it. Arti, the next thing which I uh, want to know is, uh, which you briefly mentioned about uh, Royal Existentials uh, comic. So, uh, in that, I see a peculiar vintage style, right? So, uh, what was the thought behind it? Uh, I understand it you briefly, but I would like to elaborate more on that. Like, what was the process of coming up with that form of styling? And, uh, yeah, I mean, what was the source of inspiration as well? Okay, so essentially it started out as a personal project on Indian art history. Mm-hmm. So this was this is something that I'm very interested in. Okay. And I was very bothered about the fact that literally nothing is available online. Mm-hmm. I would read, you know, books by B.N. Goswami, etc. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wanted, I think, a more contemporary way of understanding or looking at it, mm-hmm. which I wasn't finding. Mm-hmm. And if you type Indian miniature painting, the I find that at least Indian museums, they don't have a very good presence online. Mm-hmm. And most of the uh, images are in foreign museums. Mm-hmm. And even the studies are all foreign. Mm-hmm. And uh, this irked me to some extent, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I basically, you know, started just putting down some notes okay. about and I had these images in a folder. Hmm. Meanwhile, uh, so many things happened at the same time. I used to read a lot of web comics hmm. online. Um, so, yeah, I would actually spend inordinate amounts of time mm-hmm. uh, at the cost of my actual day job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I one of them was a web comic called Wondermark by okay. David Malky. He's mm-hmm. a California-based comic yeah. artist. Mm. And what he does is he remixes kind of Victorian-era woodcuts okay. and uh, illustrations, lithoprints and all. Uh, and he kind of repos- repurposes them into comics. Mm-hmm. And I found that absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I would read and reread Wondermark all the time. Mm. And then I would keep telling, so uh, my friend Chaitanya and I, we've set up a studio together called Falana Films. Mm -hmm. So we would work together and I would keep laughing and I would be like, somebody should make an Indian version. Somebody should make Mm. an Indian version, especially because the situation in India was just ripe for satire. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't need to look very far to find something funny, especially in our current tragic comic scenario. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, then one day he was like, you should make it. Mm. So then, and I kind of laughed it off. And then that evening I had, we had edited something and I had put it to render. Mm. I had about like two, three hours free uh, because my machine was busy. Mm. So on my laptop, I just took one and I made a comic. Mm -hmm. The image itself was funny. So, uh, basically... Uh, it's uh, the the image is actually of a couple, mm. but the man looks old enough to be her father. Mm-hmm. So she's complaining about the fact that you know the the state of affairs in the kingdom, and actually the artist has left her hand undrawn, mm-hmm. and uh, the older male figure brushes it all. Mm. And he's like, oh, you're just complaining because they forgot to draw your hand. (laughs) And Mm. uh, yeah, it was just like a silly joke that I just put together. Mm -hmm. 
and he said oh you should make more i showed it to chaitanya mm-hmm. and he said you should make put it up make more mm. so he said make it a weekly thing he was just pushing me mm. and then uh, yeah so that's how it started when i put it up i said okay we'll make one every week okay and uh, then there was this suddenly this deadline and this thing that i was supposed to enjoy became very stressful mm-hmm. and for no reason there was no audience nobody mm. cared that <laughs> whether you know there would be a comic every week or not mm. but it was some it was some kind of pressure that i gave myself i was like no no i should be mm. diligent about it and i should meet this deadline and suddenly after 9 or 10 of them that's like two and a half months mm. then people started paying attention and looking forward to the next one mm-hmm. and then i was like very surprised mm. then it got some attention and then uh, i people started making their own versions of uh, the same idea okay which i was very happy to see mm-hmm. the in in fact people uh, there's mad mogul memes mm-hmm. there's inedible india mm-hmm. so all this started like almost a year or so after royal mm-hmm. and i think it was definitely much more in a much more accessible language Correct. than royal mm-hmm. and i was very appreciative of the whole thing and some of it was really biting satire that named people mm-hmm. so i was like okay you know they're definitely doing something that mm. maybe i hesitated or it didn't come naturally to me mm-hmm. it came very naturally to the creators of those pieces mm mm-hmm. So overall it was great and then a lot of people wrote in to me and uh, I started collaborating on other kinds of comics okay so it it opened out a different world of comic writing to me uh arti uh this one is the last one which i want to ask you is um, in terms of balance between content and the image uh, which you are using or the uh, illustrations which are there has there supposed uh, is there supposed to be a balance between them uh, to be more uh, impactful to the viewer or the uh, reader uh, if yes or no whatever the case is uh, what what's the kind of balance uh, is there any balance required also uh, yeah of course there's a balance required uh-huh. both of them have to work with each other somehow mm-hmm. either they can no, in terms of uh, balance is not just uh, uh, the visual balance but in terms of um the weightage also it carries like sometimes there are uh, illust- uh, there are comic strips which are purely visual with just one line there are sometimes which are very uh, heavy on narration so what kind of uh, is there any observation as to this kind of artwork or this kind of comic has more impact or no not really i mean uh see even if the text isn't visible in within the comic mm-hmm. there is still a narrative mm-hmm. you know even if it's a completely silent comic mm. some uh, there is some narrative that is being unfolded okay. through the sequence of imagery through what's happening in each page slash panel mm-hmm. you know uh that's one thing mm. secondly there are many uh, comics that are very word heavy like for example joe sacco's comics okay which uh, basically he does 
um what he engages with is called comic journalism mm-hmm. so he goes to conflict areas mm. and uh, draws and writes out his personal narratives in comic form mm-hmm. and they are very 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 compelling stories mm-hmm. uh, very heavy very difficult to read mm. and uh, but you never feel you know because uh, you 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 never feel that oh there's too much text here why because of the kind of story that it is the way he tells it okay okay so and then it could be might as well like a novel right like it has to be a graphic thing because there's a the way he observes his characters the way he draws them out mm-hmm. you know the the moment of time that he chooses to freeze mm-hmm. it's a uh, very i don't think it would be as effective as a novel okay, okay. it it definitely wouldn't uh, you know carry that certain rawness of emotion mm-hmm. that uh, he made a beautiful book about palestine okay uh, which is really you know at certain points it's really visceral i've never been able to read it at one stretch mm mm-hmm. I've always had to put it down because it asks really difficult questions, mm-hmm. and uh, that's 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 the kind of impact that he wants to have, mm-hmm. and he manages to have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least for me as a reader, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe for somebody else, it would not work the same way. I don't know to assume, but uh, yeah, it. So in terms of the balance, it it. depends to a large extent on the creator or the collaborators who are working on it okay what comes naturally uh because like someone like uh, apupen mm-hmm. can make an entirely silent book mm. which will not have one bit of text okay but it will have a beautiful narrative mm-hmm. that will cre- evoke this amazing feeling Mm-hmm. amazing set of feelings mm-hmm. and you you'll just be left with that you know and and someone like josako could use reams of text mm-hmm. and create another kind of feeling mm-hmm. so it really depends on what comes naturally to that creator or creators mm-hmm. and how they you know use their style and their narrative voice in their own distinctive way mm-hmm. yeah i think uh I am done with my questions. Uh, uh, I've just started exploring this field, and obviously would like to deep dive further. I think this is a good note to end this. Uh, thank you, okay. Arthi, for giving us your time, and it was wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much, Kedar. Okay, bye. Thanks. Bye. And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher, or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com. Till then, bye. Hello, it's been a great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On this round is on me. Gauri is joined by Shweta Nanda. They talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur. On Anish Thing, Anish welcomes ultra marathon runner Shivani Gharat. Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon, the mindset of a runner. and what it actually takes to run a full marathon on cock and bull cyrus navin akash and shreyas talk about the korean band bts serving in the military and its repercussions on think fast varun and suchita discuss wing greens and their latest acquisitions and about the indian sexual wellness market 
And on Shuni One, Sheila Dutya is joined by Dinika Bhatia, CEO and founder of Nutty Gritties. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcasts.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. Appreciate them, rate them, and review them wherever you are listening to them. You can also check out all our other shows on YouTube.com/IVMPodcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week: Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, Kotak Privy League Program. and hdfc mutual fund thanks guys without you this would not be possible do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about web3 blockchain nfts daos what are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet so many questions but don't worry we've got answers to all your questions Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IVM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>